0: Checking it up with Sheikh Fiaz, reflections from the Holy Quran. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rahman al-Rahim, w-bihi nas'tain wa-salatu wa-salamu 'ala syyidina wa-nabiina Muhammad wa-alaa ahlabi'teh al-ti'ibin al-taahirin. Allah subhanahu wa taala has revealed to the human being His blessed book, the sacred text known as the Holy Quran. But for so many people, we see a sense of real distance between us and his book. Even though numerous times within the Qur'an in and it of itself, God speaks to us by telling us that it is a guidance for all of those who seek. And in a tradition from Imam Ali Ali salam, he states, مَا جَالِسْ أَهَدَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا قَامَ بِزِيَادَةٍ زيادة في O أو نقصان في عمى He states that no one sits with this Qur'an except that they gain something and they lose something. They gain in guidance and they lose in misguidance. That through seeking from the words of God and through reflection and contemplation of it, we're able to allow for our hearts to be receptive toward the reality of all things. And in the hadith of the Messenger of God ﷺ, he would often seek in supplication from God by stating, O oh God, allow for me to see the reality of all things. And in a, another tradition from the Messenger salam, he states, The best of you are those who study the Qur'an and for those who teach it. Numerous ayat of the Holy Quran, verses of the Blessed Book, as well as prophetic narrations and traditions, speak to the uniqueness of those who utilize the Quran as a mechanism for their spiritual growth. But for many people, it takes many months, many years before they begin to develop a relationship with the Book of God, oftentimes because of the way that we have been taught it. We have been taught that it's a text that is very rigid, a that it can only be understood by the prophets or the awliya of God or the scholars, for instance. When in reality, we have to understand that God did not send down the Qur'an to an exclusive group of people, but rather he sent it down for you and he sent it down for I. Though we have sins, though we have faults, though we have areas for improvement during the course of our life, we have to recognize its significance as a means for our growth and that's the way that we're actually be able to build that relationship, which is so important for us to see closeness to God via the Holy Qur'an. And when it comes toward the etiquettes of reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to understand that there are external etiquettes as well as there are internal etiquettes. There are that which are apparent and that which are internal and spiritual. For instance, amongst those external Rites, when it comes toward reciting the whole Qur'an, we are told that one should look at the verses of the Qur'an even if they've memorized the verses. That one should be in the state of wudu, for instance. That one should face the qibla. That one should recite the Qur'an with a voice that is beautiful to the best of our potential. Someone might say, what's the benefit of all of these externals? It's important to understand that a ritual externally is that which cultivates a spiritual internally. And when we enter into the state of communicating with God by means of reciting His book, so that it's able to speak to our heart, the preparation that we put in, in regards to its reflection, in regards to its reading, in regards to its contemplation, is an external rite that cultivates a spiritual within the heart of ours. Because once we enter into a state of preparation, we have also entered into a state of real presence. And being present when it comes toward any act of worship or remembrance of God is of the utmost importance. Furthermore, when it comes toward the spiritual etiquettes that we have when it comes toward reciting the Holy Quran, we are told that one should keep the Quran next to us as a reminder, always. For instance, on the nightstand that we sleep in, so it's the last thing that we look at before we sleep. And it's the first thing that we look at when we wake up in the morning. That if we're utilizing a smartphone, for instance, make sure that we have the Qur'an app on the first page. So it's a reminder for us that, hey, I didn't recite the Qur'an today. Maybe I should open up four, five, six verses, and just think about what it is that God is speaking about and how He's communicating with me directly. We're told, for instance, that when the Qur'an is being recited, that we should listen and listen attentively. And if we don't understand the words, then again, open up that phone, open up the Mus'haf, and try to follow along with the translation. In a tradition, it stated that Imam Ali al peace and blessings be upon him, the eighth Imam of Ahlul Bayt, that when he would recite the Qur'an and he would overcome or gloss over the verses of Paradise, he would weep and he would ask for Paradise. And Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib, peace and blessings be upon him, he states that it is the sign of those who have taqwa, those who have God-piety, that when they read the verses of punishment, that they see themselves in it, and they ask God for forgiveness for all of their sins, and for all of their vices. That through the reflection and through the contemplation of the whole Qur'an, it's important that we keep that book next to us, or a notebook for instance, and that we note down things that we found were very interesting, and things for instance that we were confused about. And that understanding that, again, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a manifestation that is meant to speak to our heart, but it's up to us to take that first step and build a relationship with it. Like anything else, the beginning is very challenging. It's hard to start to exercise. It's hard to start to eat healthy. But once we begin to engage in the performance of it, we see that slowly by slowly it becomes easy to the extent that when we are distant from those things, we actually feel really terrible. When it comes toward the recitation of the whole Quran, you don't need to exert that much physical authority, but you need to exert your mind, and your heart, and your soul as a reminder to myself as well. That if today we decided that we were going to start to recite the Holy Quran, start to reflect upon its meaning, and start with three or four or five verses a day, really not that much probably would take two or three minutes of our day in the morning when we wake up after the morning prayers or at night before we go to sleep or when we're commuting in the train or on the bus or listening to it in the car or during a lunch break if we just dedicate five minutes a day to it we're going to see that all of a sudden we're going to have this ability to grow and build that relationship with the guidance of God and realize that it's beneficial to us in so many different ways. Someone might say, but why am I going to study a text that I don't even understand? I don't understand the Arabic, nor do I understand the translation. Well, again, in the beginning, it's challenging. You don't know why you're eating healthy when you've been eating unhealthy for the last 15 or 17 or 20 years. Why would you start to exercise now after 15 or 17 or 20 years of living a life that was so void of any physical activity? The beginning might not make sense. But slowly, through the help of God and through what is known as the Tawfiq, the divine blessing and providence that He affords us, we'll be able to truly gain benefit from it. And we have numerous traditions from Ahlul Bayt, peace and blessings be upon them that talk about the importance of reciting the Qur'an even if it means within our own language. In a tradition from the Prophet Wasallam, he states, إِنَّ الرَّجُلُ الْأَعْجَمِي مِنْ أُمَّةِ لَيَقْرَأُ الْقُرْآنِ بَأَجَمِيَّتِهِ فَتَعْرَّفَهُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ ala أَرَبِيَّتَهِ The Prophet ﷺ states that when a non-Arab recites the whole Qur'an from my community, and recites it in his own or her own language, then know that it raises to the skies by means of the angels in the actual words of God in the original language. So know that when you take that step, you have the support of the prophet, and you have the support of the angels. And you're going to see that it's going to allow for us to ascend to heights metaphysically that we never thought that we could reach. And every time we open it up, we see that it speaks to us in a different way, and it offers us new manifestations and new illuminations of guidance. The whole Qur'an is a powerful text, but it's up to us who walk in the footsteps of the Messenger of God Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to recognize its significance and recognize its importance and see how it could benefit us culturally, how it could benefit us morally, Politically and ethically and spiritually, within all of the manifestations of life, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala speaks to us directly. But the first step is for us to open it up. The first step is to ask God for the ability to really understand it and take benefit from it. I conclude with the tradition that I began with Majalis Ahada Hadal Quran Illa in the words of the commander of the faithful Ali السلام, that no one sits with this Quran except that they stand from it gaining something and losing something again gaining in guidance and losing in misguidance we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq that we're able to be amongst those who are the reflectors and the contemplators and those who really take benefit from the whole Quran. alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wasalum Allah Muhammadin waalhat Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer, and look out for him on Facebook.